When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello and welcome back to the latest edition of the Agenda Podcast here on the Blood Red Channel. I'm your host, Edward Kay, and I'm joined today by the Echo's very own Paul Ghost. And today we are going to be discussing Roberto Firmino, a lot of uh, rumours running around at the moment that um, reportedly his agents come out and said uh, Liverpool and him are on the right track to signing a new contract. So, I mean, first of all, we'll come to you on that, Ghosty. Are you expecting Liverpool to give him a new contract? Yeah, it's, it's something Something I actually asked the Club a couple of weeks back in his, in his press conference and, and said, you know, what, are you hopeful of keeping him? And, and he said yes. And I said, well, what, what might be the hold-up? Um, given the you know, I didn't actually say this to him, but, if, you know, he's the manager and he's, you know, what he says goes to an extent. What might be the whole up around Firmino entering the last six months of his contract if you're keen to keep him around? And he just said it's normal things, um, normal discussions going on behind the scenes. And he said he wasn't sure if, if Firmino had offers from elsewhere. And I think once you're in the, fi- the final six months of your contract, I don't think you, you're obliged to to go directly to, to, the, to the other club of the player who you want. I think you can speak you know, directly to the agents freely, can't you? So I think that's kind of what Klopp was suggesting. Um, it would be no no surprise at all whether if Firmino was a, attracting interest from elsewhere, if a, if a European club thinks that he can get a player of his quality on a free this summer. But <clears throat> Klopp, Klopp was hopeful of keeping him. Um, and then, interestingly, some quotes came out later that day that were attributed to the club's official magazine and, and Firmino said that he wanted to stay as well. So... Um, it, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if there was a positive resolution to this um, this story, given that you know both the manager and the player are, are saying publicly on record that they'd like to continue on. Um, I think the the big issue revolves around um, the specifics of, of the contract. Yeah, obviously, um, like you say, Klopp and the player both seemingly wanting to get this deal done, but it's it's been one that seems to have divided opinion amongst a lot of fans. Obviously, he, he is a uh, sort of coming to the back end of his career now. His, his his productivity has waned and he's been used less and less. But if you look at that sort of stretch of nine or ten games before the World Cup, he was the only one really banging the goals in for Liverpool. So, do you think he's he's earned this new contract, and do you think Liverpool should should be giving him a new one? Yeah, well, I, I think the key issue is um, without having this, having had this confirmed, Firmino's a, a high earner on on that wage bill. Um, so, you know, he's going to turn thirty-two on, in October, which is not completely over the hill, but it's certainly you know approaching the the autumn years of your career. You can still <clears throat> you can still contribute. There's no doubt about that. We've seen that in the first half of the season. He's not someone who, who relies on on pace or power. So. He's not going to, you know, fall off a cliff with regards to those attributes. So he, he's definitely still got a few years ahead of him in terms of being able to contribute significantly. Such a clever, intelligent player, isn't he? That he could probably turn his hand to 
a, a different role in the squad that it was asked for as well. So certainly still got plenty of mileage left in him. I just I just think the potential hold up at this stage is the fact that he is a high earner, and if he was to sign a you know a one or two year extension, he's not going to be playing regularly uh, as he has done previously in this Liverpool team. Is he? You know, you look at Darwin Nunes, Luis Diaz, Cody Gakpo, all have been signed between January 2022 and, and January 2023. So Liverpool looking to kind of rebuild and, and overhaul their forward options. So Firmino inevitably would drop down the, the pecking order. And if you've got someone like him who's maybe fifth or, or even sixth, sixth choice in that front three, who's earning you know, more than a Darwin Nunes and a Luis Diaz and a Cody Gakpo, I think that's where Liverpool's issue might lie. So um, if they can... You know, they certainly did it with James Milner last summer. He signed a new contract on reduced terms. And at the age of 36, you know, he's just turned 37. That was understandable from all parties. The issue is whether a 31-year-old Roberto Firmino feels that he's still deserving of his current pay packet or whether he's happy to accept, you know, the reduced terms. Um, so we'll wait and see on that one. But obviously, he's been a mainstay of, of Jürgen Klopp's Tenure, hasn't he? I think um, Klopp's now had a thousand and one games in management, and no players played more than Roberto Firmino across those thousands of games. So um, it just shows you how vital he's been to to the overall project, if you like, over the last what, seven or eight years. But yeah, um, I'm not I'm not massively concerned that this won't have a resolution to it. I do think he will eventually extend his contract, whether that's a one year or two year. Um, under the kind of proviso that he might not necessarily be as regular as he has been, you know, certainly at, at the start of his Liverpool career. Yeah, it's an interesting point you make there about nobody having played for Klopp more over his thousand plus games now, because a lot of people over the years at Liverpool have complained that Klopp's been too loyal to players at times. You know, people who moan about Henderson still being in the starting lineup are quick to quick to sort of level that criticism at Klopp. Obviously, like he says, no player has played more underneath, underneath Jurgen Klopp throughout those games. Do you think this is a case of Klopp being a bit too loyal again, or do you, do you think it is a smart move offering him that extension? No, I, I, don't, I don't think it's, it's a case of him being too loyal. I think Firmino can definitely still contribute. Um, he's only 31 at the moment. He's not 35, 36, and, you know, coming towards the end of his career. He's still got a few years left, and, and we've seen that already this season, haven't we? I don't think Liverpool <clears throat> were um, would have liked to have had to rely on him as much as they did in the first, you know, three four months of the season. But for you know, injury to Diaz and Nunes settling in and Jotters was out injured as well, wasn't he? So you know, Firmino had to be thrust back into the team every week. And to be fair to him, he he, he done as well as he could at a time when you know the, the entire team was struggling for form. With he wasn't going to give his as scintillating best that we've seen, you know. In particular, the was it the 2018-19 season, but he he did, he did okay. He done well. He scored was it eight or nine goals this season. Um, a little bit of a shame that he's missed the last nine games now with injury, which we initially were told was was only a minor one. You, you know, hasn't played for Liverpool since November now actually. But um, you think the last few weeks he certainly would have would have played a bit as you know Cody Gakpo struggled to truly make his mark early on, and Nunes has been. Well, he hasn't been 100% fit, as he obviously Diaz and Jota are still out. So that, that's been a little bit of a blow. But yeah, I, I don't think he, by any means Liverpool should be looking to discard him um, at this stage. I think he still has a, 
role to play in the next couple of years. I think, albeit a, a reduced role, but certainly somebody who can still contribute. The Agenda on the Blood Red Channel. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, you mentioned that um, that injury. Obviously, things have been injured since that Dubai Super Cup. Um, as you said, it was only supposed to be a couple of weeks. It's turned into sort of a month or so out. Yeah. Do you think that um, that injury and obviously it get, seemingly getting worse than it was feared at first, do you think that's going to play into Liverpool's thinking at all when they're talking about awarding him a new contract? Are injuries going to start becoming a worry with him, you know, reaching the twilight of his career? I don't know really. It's an interesting one. This injury because it was we were told it was a a kick, a kick on the calf in training, and Liverpool were still hopeful of him playing a part in the festive period. So that the first game he missed was Man City in the Carabao Cup. Um, where are we now? We're into the early days of February, and there's still no sign of him returning. So he's obviously had a setback, which Klopp confirmed as much a couple of weeks back, but seems to be um, a lot more serious than it was initially thought to be, which, you know, has obviously been a disappointment to, to him and Liverpool really could have done with him at various points. You know, imagine him coming off the bench in some of the, the games where Liverpool haven't, haven't won or whatever. You know, he might have made all the difference, mightn't he? So, um, yeah, he has been missed, but I don't think this particular injury would would be anything that um, would jeopardise any any talks or anything like that. Um, it's not like a... An ACL where you know he's going to be out for eight or nine months, and you know we might not return the same player on the on the other side of it. So um, I think it's just part and parcel of the game, I guess. Even though it has been uh, a bit of of a frustrating time, considering we thought it was only going to be a minor one, and here we are now in in early February, and it doesn't look like he's going to be involved at Wolves either. And if if Liverpool and Firmino weren't able to reach an agreement, and and he did depart, I've I've spoken to a few people about the state of Liverpool's forward line was Firmino to leave. Do you do you think Liverpool would be looking elsewhere? Should they be looking elsewhere to strengthen that forward line again if he does leave? And, you know, who, who out there can replace a player like Firmino? Do you see a sort of suitable replacement out there or even at the club already to fill that role? No, I can't see him being someone who Liverpool would be, you know, desperate to replace in a way. You know, they They've got other areas, haven't they? Other priorities, particularly midfield. So if Firmino was to leave, I think Klopp would still look at it and think, OK, well, we've got Diogo Jota, Luis Diaz, Darwin Nunes, Mo Salah and Cody Gakpo. And obviously, Ben Doak is just kind of emerging, isn't he, on the fringes? And Kate Gordon's still there, even though he's he's had a bit of a time for himself with injuries. Um, so I don't think they'd be looking to replace him, certainly externally. You know, Within the club, we've seen Cody Gakpo kind of play that central role since he's come in and you know we played off the left for PSV and, and Holland didn't he but it looks like they're, they're looking to try and turn him into a little bit of a different player you know playing that central role maybe he is the long-term Firmino replacement already at the club but you know if Firmino is to to move on I don't think Liverpool are going to be moving into the market for, for a replacement because 
you know, it's someone who's going to be fifth or sixth choice anyway, and how much is it going to cost? How much is that going to take out of the budget that's kind of being reserved for central midfielders? Um, it's just one I don't see happening personally. Yeah, and obviously, any time a player's being linked with a move away, especially a player who's been with us as long as like Firmino, it's uh, it's tricky not to take a look back at everything they've done, the totality of their career with the club. Just how valuable of a servant has Firmino been over the years? You know, there's there's been certainly been better players in the Jurgen Klopp era, but I don't think there've been many more important players, have there? No, I, th- I think when when we come to look back on the on the Jurgen Klopp era, I think he'll be the one who who will kind of personify it all, won't he? You know, the, the flamboyant Brazilian, the, the gleam and smile, the tricks and the flicks and everything that goes with it, the no-look passes and, and some of the moments that he's been involved in right from you know, Klopp's first few weeks at Anfield, hasn't he? You know, when when Brendan Rodgers was at the club, felt like he didn't really know how to use him. He was playing him sort of as an attacking midfielder. I think I remember him playing left wing back one game and a defeat at Manchester United. He didn't quite know what he had on his hands. Klopp, has transformed him into a centre forward and it's become a Brazil. Obviously, he was already on the fringes of the Brazil setup at the time, but made him a kind of Brazilian centre forward. Immense fondness from the Liverpool supporters. Um, I think we'll be hearing that Bobby Firmino song forever, if I'm honest. And um, there's no doubt he's a modern day great for what he's already done at the club. He scored over 100 goals. Um, and just everything he, he's contributed over the years, he, he will go down as a, a modern day hero, I'm sure. But um, I don't think his story is, is coming to an end just yet, to be honest. Yeah, hopefully, uh, some more memories to be written out. But uh, just on those memories, are there any, any standout Firmino memories for you? I know I, I personally I've got two, it would be the um. I remember the 3-3 with Arsenal where Joe Allen equalised in the last minute. I think he scored the first two in that. Yeah. And one of them, he, he uh, puts one in the top corner past Petr Cech. Yeah. Was at that game. And um, the winner in the Champions League group stage against PSG, that one, uh, yeah. that, that was one for the ages, I think. So, have you got any uh, standout Firmino memories? Um, there, are, there are a few, aren't there? I should have really thought about this before we come on. I think I think the winning goal in the Club World Cup was huge because I know what it means to players, you know, particularly in, in South America, that's seen as a, as a much bigger deal than, than it is in England, and, and rightly so, in my my honest my honest opinion. I think um, that was massive. Um, I seem to remember a, a clutch of, of winners in the, the Liverpool and the Premier League. Um, I think you, you got the winner at Wolves, you got the winner at Tottenham, the winner at Palace. I think he was responsible, his winning goals are responsible for something like, you know, 15 points or something. Um, so they stand out for me. Um, but just just Firmino as, as, a, as a general kind of idea, if you like, you know, with the Brazil centre-forward, the, the flamboyance, the... The um, just the megawatt smile, the skills, and the and the, and the goals, and all that. Just everything rolls into one, doesn't it? To, to the uh, for the kind of archetypal Brazilian centre forward package, isn't he? And uh, yeah, he's, he's been he's been superb for Liverpool. You know, some of the some of the things he's done, the things he's won. He, he's won a lot at Liverpool, hasn't he? He's been integral to this. You know, last sort of three four years of success that Liverpool have had. Um, <clears throat> so whenever he does walk away, he will go with. Um, a massive pat on the back and uh, will be regarded as a as a legend really you know in, in years to come 
Yeah, I think you got it spot on uh, earlier when you said he really will personify the Jurgen Klopp era, but hopefully they do come to a solution and he stays with the club for a little bit longer and makes a few more memories for us. But that is all we've got time for on the agenda today. So, Gorsty, thanks for joining me and we'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.